Atomic Dental Habits. I just finished um, or I'm in the midst of reading a book, which I highly recommend already before I'm even done it, by James Clear. He's the author of Atomic Habits, which talks about how small things can lead to big outcomes. Um, By improving small things in your dental practice, you can get big results a little bit at a time. For over 20 years, I have talked about uh, time factors by evaluating the techniques and products, whether they're a good fit for your practice. Time factors is all about, again, I'm trying to keep it simple. It's two things. It is number one, it has to be something that is good for your patients. And number two, it has to be something that's good for your business. Determining number one, how it's good for your patients takes looking at scientific studies and street reviews, and it takes time to pick those products um, that are reviewed by a lot of people that have very good scientifics and, uh, and appreciate that the outcome is better than maybe a product you're currently using. But just because a product might offer a better outcome for your patient doesn't mean it's going to be better for your patient. So if you have a product you can put in your patient's mouth, a restorative material that will last forever, that for sure will make the tooth regenerating and become all natural again, but it's $100,000, you have a very limited market for that. And it may not be good because it takes you two days to place it and you have a very limited amount of people who can qualify to do it. That may or may not work for your practice. That would be uh, something that would not qualify for number one, good for your patients, or actually it may be number one, good for your patients, but it may not be number two, good for your business. But there are products that are simple to evaluate and are almost no-brainers like LED curing lights that have a very good output and a deep curing ability that you don't have to think about too much that are reasonably priced at $2,000 that you use all day long that will make you more efficient and produce a better outcome. That is time factors. So Atomic Dental Habits is about time factors. Even though James Clear wasn't talking about dentistry, I have to stop every two minutes because I'm like, yes, brother, that's what I've been trying to teach for the last 20 years. All big things come from small beginnings. So I grew up with vision boards and I was reading books when I was younger about setting goals and becoming a leader. I went to school in the daytime to learn how to read and write and do math. But in my spare time, there's always a new book to read thanks to my mom. And these incredible books were very influential in the person that I am today. And and um, James Clear talks about that in his book, how these little things become a part of your life a little bit at a time. It takes work to get to that next level and a commitment. And I learned every day because of my mom to read these books and it's influenced my decision-making in life. Many of these things are easy enough to read and they included stories about the very people that I aspired to be, like business leaders and successful entrepreneurs. So I grew up in relative poverty with a single mom that had to work two jobs in order to make ends meet. Many of the people I read about in the books, I connected with because they grew up with even harder circumstances than my own. Of course, because these books were written about people going through the dirty 30s. But I always thought if those people can become successful, so can I. They're real people facing real challenges. And their books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. If you haven't read those books, you have to read those books in our business. Among the hundreds of books I've read and been motivated by over the years, I'm now 53 and I realize that 
I did not spend enough time doing what I have learned. Even though I incorporated some of these things a little bit at time, we tend to put aside the things that are really hard to do. We'd rather read about them and tell other people about them and talk about them because they make us feel good. But did we actually take the time to do the work to incorporate them into our everyday lives? Everybody likes to post the sayings on their Facebook, but are they actually living that? A lot of times, one of my snarky remarks with my big ego head says that I'm too busy doing it. And like Nike says, just do it. Go out there and do it. Put the pedal to the metal. So as I continue to learn and grow, I realize that writing is another way of talking the talk. So, so many of the people I thought are so full of shit because they're so busy talking about it. Are they actually out doing it and proving it? I always delve into the backgrounds of the people. And it's funny that the authors are always talking about these entrepreneurs and there's hundreds of examples, but a lot of these people are too busy doing it to write a, and to write a book. And maybe they wouldn't be good at writing the book. They're too busy doing what they do well. So, I, I've tried to always be about constant improvement and learn from mistakes. I try to be modest and realize that as I reach new levels, that every time I do, I need to double down yet again and continue to learn. Some people where I work put me on, I'm, they introduce me as this certain guy and they put a number beside my name. And I kind of hate that introduction because that is not who I'm about. I feel like even where I'm at, I could be so much better. So I'm hoping that I come across as a humble and modest person because I realize that no matter where I am in life, that the journey is all about getting to new destinations. Even when that path seems difficult, the only way to get there is by actually getting out there and doing the work. So think about what you relate to in life. When you listen to a song, when you read or you watch a movie, or even when you engage a friend in a conversation, you're more in engaged when it resonates with you. Like if you read something, it's like, yeah, man, like for me anyways, listening to Atomic Habits, every two minutes I have to stop because yes, that's what I think. Yes, you're preaching to the choir. You need a motivation. And and you know, when you're down and you listen, you start to search for the songs that are sad because you just broke up and that singer's like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And then you want to feel better. So you look for those songs that resonate and make you get up out of your seat and start to feel better. And it's so true because it's exactly how you feel. At some point, you stop listening to that sad song because you want to feel better. So you get those uplifting songs and you listen to those words and you repeat it and you sing it until you actually start to feel better a little bit at a time, one day at a time, an hour at a time, a small amount. And it's these repetitions, as James Clear says so well in his Atomic Habits books, that help us to get to that end result that help us to accomplish those goals. If we really want to change our lives, we can be influenced by the type of media that we engage. We can read those books, but we have to put the pedal to the metal. How many of us today wish that they learned to play an instrument? What's stopping you from learning that instrument? You listen to the music, but you don't do anything about it. You want to write books and you read about it, but you don't sit down and actually put your pen to the paper. You want to change lives, but we put these massive barriers in front of ourselves, like looking at the end result instead of just taking little bites. So many people get hung up on the goal of losing weight, and then they start these strange and difficult diets that can't be maintained. They eat all meat or all vegetables or all liquid, and instead of just starting with a smaller, more sustainable change, they're bound to fail because at some point those cannot become habits because they're not healthy, probably first and foremost, 
or they're imp- almost impossible to maintain as a regular everyday human being with a life. Some of these things you can adopt to your everyday life. Like maybe you can walk a little more every day instead of in suddenly incorporating five hours a week of running all out on a treadmill or lifting weights that make you sore every day. And then you don't want to go to the gym anymore and you don't enjoy it. You get results, which kind of motivates you to get there again, that motivates you to keep eating that way, but it's not a sustainable thing. It's not a 1%, a little bit at a time that becomes habit forming. Actually, I think that setting unrealistic goals actually makes you accomplish the other. It's a demotivator and a a big reason you go, I'm never going to get to that weight. I'm never going to look like that. I'm never going to have that kind of money. If you start setting those unrealistic goals, instead of working on constant improvement, you will never get to that end result because you just give up and you go back to your old habit, the easy way of doing things. How is this all related to dentistry? I call it time factors. James Clear calls it atomic habits. How tiny um, changes can make big differences. All big things come from small beginnings. So my own personality drives me to get as much done in as little time as possible. And I'm pretty good evidence because a lot of people wonder how I accomplish so much. I answer 300 texts and emails a day and still have time to go to business meetings almost every day and still have a lot of time for consultative advice and write my blog and blah, blah, blah. But it's my own personality that drives me to get as much done in as little time as possible. I'm always looking for efficient ways to do things. And I realize it's (laughs) from a lot of mistakes that I've made and I still happen to make that it's not only important to do things quickly to accomplish my goals, but it has to be done well, and particularly in dentistry. When I talk about time factors, I say it's got to be good for the patient. That means you can't rush the job in order to just drive number two good for your business. You have to perform with results that are better than what you're doing at the current time that have a more predictable outcome. You've already learned, everybody that's listening to this already has learned what happens if you go too fast and don't take your time and make a good product. It's bound to fail in dentistry when time factors. Well, time is a very important component with scientifically designed products that rely on cures and compounds. That's where I first cultivated the idea of time factors. To me, it seems really easy and logical. Every one of you already reading this or listening to this has already incorporated time factors into your practice without even thinking about it. Some of you have no choice because progress has put LED curing lights into our practices. If you remember that I've been around since before light curing and composite materials, before digital x-ray, before many of the rules about infection control ever came around, before many practices even hired a hygienist to do the everyday cleanings and profies. That's why I know that dental practices have evolved and understand already the benefits of time factors. What I present here is a summary of where I think our industry is going to go next and the habits, the atomic dental habits that you can learn, how we're going to transform healthcare with education and efficiency and realizing that efficiencies come from a combination of products, equipment, and techniques. Most important not just the time required that's to perform the task, but the quality of the outcome. 
because in healthcare, the efficiency of the end result comes from predictable outcomes. If you can make a filling in less time, but it only lasts a year and you have to redo that filling, that is not a good outcome. That is not time factors. If you can do a filling in half the time that lasts for 10 years compared to the current techniques that are eight years, that is time factors. You're doing it in half the time with a more predictable outcome. The quality of the end product matters. So think about this because I've seen all of these particular failures as we've come to the point we're at in dentistry today. What's the point of having a one second curing light that causes sensitivity or a bulk fill that causes stress or a one appointment endo because the file breaks every time you start it or a same day crown that you have to spend an hour adjusting and looks aesthetically unpleasing? What's the point of an invisible aligner that causes a poor bite or online booking that the patients pick that make you completely scheduled the wrong way or same day whitening that causes your patient to have sensitivity and they come back a week later with the same exact shade that they started with? What are the points? You understand what I'm saying because you've already experienced these in your practice. Those are poor time factor choices. They were, they sounded good for the business, but they were poor for the patient. If the results are horrible, there's no point in being faster if the end result is not better. The first fast curing light, the plasma arc, came to market offering a curing time that was only a second compared to a minute. The time saved in the curing would result in higher production. And in theory, it made sense. The curing light itself was $20,000 compared to about $2,000 for a halogen curing light. So they needed to justify the cost by showing dentists that they would get a return on their investment by being able to do five times as many fillings in the same amount of time. We know today that that resulted in a lot of problems. There was problems with the heat. The technique in the products actually led to many bad outcomes and fails because And we know this is a discontinued product on the market today. It did, however, lead to the the iteration of newer and better curing lights and better materials. Materials and lights that cure with a broader spectrum to greater depths and more predictable outcomes, less failures, time factors. I've also realized over the years that what works for me, what works in some dentist's hands, don't work for someone else. There is at least 10 different five-star rated products that you will say are the best restorative material or bonding agent ever created. And you're using one of the 10 that are on the market that would qualify. And yet you've had the other ones in your hands and you say, it's not for me. That is time factors. You have to appreciate what works for you. For example, no matter how much I practice guitar, it's highly unlikely I'll ever be on tour with Eddie Van Halen anytime soon. I get it. My wife gets it. She has to listen to me playing guitar and she thinks I'm all right at it sometimes. (laughs) She listens to me suck at it though too, but I'm happy and I keep playing because I keep getting a little bit better. It's constant improvement. It's my whole goal in life. I don't set an unrealistic goal that I can't get to. I take little bites every day to be better. I keep reading and listening and learning. And I don't care what position I'm at. If I'm ever number one with Henry Schein in sales, I don't really care about that because I still have so much further to go with my own goals in life. 
I'm going to focus on what I like and what I'm good at instead of trying to beat other people or beat a dead guitar with my fat fingers. Atomic dental habits is about constant improvement. The plasma arc may have failed, but the new iterations that have come about since then have resulted in more profitable procedures and better outcomes for patients. And yet, even to this day, I still have people that want to cure with crappy curing lights they buy on eBay that they think are doing a good enough job and not understanding time factors about good for the patient and good for the business. So I work with so many clinics now over the years that have businesses that work for them. They're those desirable places that have multiple doctors working at them that they can afford to take six weeks a year off or maybe more while their clinic continues to run and they can still write themselves a paycheck even while they're gone. It's their businesses that are working for them and they've learned atomic habits along with me over the years that, hey, you're right, Warren. I changed from a halogen curing light to an LED curing light that I test every day that I know I have a predictable outcome. I have less recalls and I can generate more revenue. It's not just the curing light though. It was the curing light with that bulk fill material and that universal adhesive you told me about along with the self-etch cement. Oh yeah. And also we stopped referring out so many endos because we went to a couple courses and learned how to do that quicker. I also incorporated... Um, I, I've learned that if my, I, my team couldn't keep up with me with instruments, so I helped them become more efficient. Having worked directly with over 100 clinics over the last 36 years has helped me learn what works well and that not everybody uses the same thing to get to the end goal. It's helped me realize that it's not just a particular curing light or a particular mirror, um, material or technique uh, that gets you there that drives every single practice of success. So just like myself, every individual has their own motivation. Some of the offices I work with will never learn and maybe don't want to learn. You know, they're quite happy. Some people are just quite content to complain about how crappy everything is and get hung up on criticizing all the other clinic choices. I still work with those clinics. There's offices that close the shutters to the outside world and just keep doing what they're doing. No motivation to change, but you know what? They're happy as well. And I don't fault anybody on that. It's about happiness. I hate the social media part of trying to be like other people. Find your own happiness and what works for you. It's all cool. But then there's the middle ground. The majority of us that want to you know, accomplish more things and get better results, but we want to read about it, but we don't want to do the work. And it's horrible because they're influenced by salesmen, real salesmen that sell them a CAD CAM system or CBCT and the salesman convinced them that the technology is going to do all the work and it's a poor investment. The motivation was wrong. The rep told them, just buy it and use it and you're going to get results. You know, we're going to change your lab bill from this to this and you're going to have that in your pocket. They weren't told they actually have to do the work. They have to learn how to diagnose a CBCT, how to improve their techniques with scanning. They probably will have to learn how to prep a crown differently if they're going to want a crown that actually drops in with less adjustments. They're going to have to improve their impression material techniques so that the lab doesn't call them and say, by the way, you might want to do this better and hurt their egos. They have to take time to learn to stain and glaze and get the aesthetic results if they want it to look like that lab crown. It can be done. It is being done. And it's time factors, meaning it doesn't work for everybody. 
Then there's a small percentage of doctors that have constantly improved. The clinics that I work with now that have businesses that work for them, like I mentioned, that can go away on holidays, that have mentored their associates on how to do a good job. They've given them the techniques and tools and they don't worry about their 6% overhead killing their practice because they're so productive. They incorporated the time factor technology, the techniques, and they, the right team members that result in a business that allows them to have that success that others so badly crave. As a matter of fact, they were never doing it to compete with anybody. They just have that philosophy of constant improvement. And they train their associates. They share their knowledge. They bring their team with them to the meetings. They have morning huddles. They provide all those those opportunities to listen to the people who are more talented at wrapping the instruments and delivering efficiency in the front end. They continue to improve the reception area and invest in that technology. They listen to the marketing people who are gurus at it that can help them drive more patients to their practice. Atomic Dental Habits is all about learning a little bit at a time, understanding that it's not one habit like just a curing light that's going to dramatically improve your end result, but it's a combination of a curing light with that bonding agent, with the one-step cement, like the bulk fill restorative material that adds 10 minutes on every procedure that you get to save. And you multiply out these efficiencies as well as the efficiencies, not just from your big head, but also from the people on your team that add to a highly organized business, like putting in a, a cassette system into the sterilization area because now the team can't keep up because you're turning over those chairs so fast. You make those investments in your team members as well. Having a team member maybe assigned directly to the task of just infection control so your assistant can stay chairside with you and understanding that business-wise, that's good because the assistant makes twice as much as the person doing the infection control. And that's a good business decision. Or maybe the chairside assistant is also helping hygiene turn over the chairs more efficiently because they're doing the profies and x-rays so the hygienist can focus on scaling and root planing. Atomic Dental Habits is all about scheduling in blocks of time like Laura Hatch discovered on you or discusses on YouTube. Look up Laura Hatch on YouTube about block scheduling. Scheduling your time is probably one of the most important components to creating an atomic dental habit practice. If you do this alone and now you can't keep up because you still insist on using a sandwich technique and placing amalgam and using copolite and you're still using a halogen curing point, then there's no point. You're getting one part or one aspect of it. You're only doing what's good in your hands and not allowing your team to perform by scheduling you properly, by educating them on how to do that. Atomic Dental Habits is about leveraging better methods, using the skills that your team provides, team meetings every morning, using the skill and in investing in technology that helps them be more efficient. Atomic Dental Habits is all about the practice management software you incorporate into your business and understanding how to use it and integrating recall programs like Care Crew. Go Google that, Care Crew that can help you dominate in patient searches on Google, attract new patients to book online as well as do, it's like a recall program on steroids. So it's more than just a recall program like you might get for cheap from other companies. It actually helps you perform clinically and it's the time factors.
It helps you get those positive reviews or negative reviews from which you can learn from. It also provides you those KPIs that proves it's working. Atomic Dental Habits is about understanding the business of dentistry. Adding experienced CPAs like Rob Campbell. Look him up on LinkedIn. There's probably quite a few Rob Campbells. Rob Campbell, CPA. That works with many successful dental practices and is an advisor on building wealth that understands the, the improvements you do to your clinic or investment in yourself and your business and understands that there's nothing that can provide a better return than an investment in your own clinic. He's helped his clinics and his people make wise decisions that have grown their businesses and helped them become happier. Articles published in the CDA Oasis, where's the efficient, where there's efficiency, there's success that highlights so many things that lead to the big outcomes. Atomic Dental Habits incorporate tips from the many experts in our industry with proven track records. Make sure to Google and check out the amazing ebook by Hugh Freedy, Practice, Efficiency, Practice Efficiency Playbook, The Complete Guide to Streamlining Your Practice. It's insights from 15 Dental, leading dental experts, which also reminds me of one last atomic dental habit. Atomic dental habits is all about networking, adding a team member like a consultative and experienced rep that already has access to the dozens of experts. So you can simply focus on your dentistry and learn one atomic habit at a time.